0: Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Triggered. Tonight, we're talking with attorney Mike Davis. Mike is a former Senate Judiciary Committee counsel and is the founder and president of Article Three Project. Mike's going to join us because of the news that's on everyone's mind right now. The bogus indictment of my father by Soros-funded Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. This is the first indictment of a former president in American history, and it's over a non-crime. But that's not gonna stop these guys from doing anything, right? Remember, the Department of Justice, which let's just say is no fan of my father, uh, spent years trying to figure out how to throw him in jail, uh, bent every rule in the book to do so, Uh, had no problem persecuting mothers uh, and concerned parents for things like not wanting their children indoctrinated and showing up to a PTA meeting. Even those biased partisan bureaucrat hacks passed on the case. All the legal experts agree that this is a 100% politically motivated, an effort to go after the Republican frontrunner. They've been targeting my father since the moment he came down that beautiful golden escalator in Trump Tower in 2015. He's a threat to this system, and that's why that system is trying to destroy him. Remember, drain the swamp. Well, guess what, folks? The swamp has teeth, and perhaps of all of his incredible accomplishments— Perhaps the number one accomplishment of Donald J. Trump, President Donald J. Trump, was exposing just how bad it actually was, just how corrupted these people and the regime actually is. And that's what we're seeing before our very eyes, the bastardization of any kind of rule of law, the hypocrisy, the manipulation of all that we believe in America for their narrative and to protect their asses. What's this crime? Uh, He wants to end the endless wars? (laughs) He wants to dismantle a corrupted and bureaucrat deep state? He wants to secure our borders? Oh, those things, that would be terrible, folks. That would be terrible. I mean, you know, it's not the rich DC elite who are sending their kids to die in the forever wars, but they can make billions off of it, so who really cares if it's your children being sent there? Dismantle the deep state, I mean, everyone wants unelected officials making decisions for them, right? Well, that's what they want. Secure the border, I mean, who cares? Let them across, they're just gonna vote Democrat because you know we'll put them on a government program that you have the privilege of paying for not only do you have to take care of yourself and your kids and your family and their education and their health care and their well-being congratulations america you get to pay for everyone else in the world too and that's before we start sending 130 billion dollars to the ukraine And that's why, folks, they want to stop the America First movement, and will do anything to make that happen. For all the talks of liberals about defending democracy, right? The great sound bites that they have, you know, Trump, he's the dictator, he's going to start World War III. You're fascists if you're Republicans and you just want big government out of every aspect of your life, or you call out their hypocritical nonsense, or you don't go blindly with the globalist talking points or the World Health Organization, or you dare, you dare call out Lord Fauci, who has proven to be an incompetent for 30 years, but you know, now, (laughs) now they're defending democracy. No, 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 folks. What they're doing is they're interfering in an election and attacking our democracy. And if they weren't so hypocritical, and if they weren't caught in all of their lies, and if it was a Republican doing it, you'd be hearing about it ad nauseum, time and time again. This is an attempt to take Trump off the ballot, and we will not let them succeed. They want Trump locked up so they can stop the America First movement, right? The people who are outraged about Vladimir Putin and the way he's behaved are seem totally fine locking up the political opposition right here in America. In fact, they're not just fine with it, folks. They're overjoyed, and you can see their reactions. This is yet another witch hunt. My father is completely innocent. We all know that. Even the left knows it. The ones who actually still have the guts to actually go against the DNC-stamped talking point. This is clearly election interference. Radical left Democrats and the New York District Attorney's Office are politicizing our justice system to influence the 2024 presidential race. This is unprecedented. Literally never before has a former president been charged. And, you know, if you wanna look at Bill Clinton, you gotta wonder, what exactly are they charging Trump for? How about the guys that got us in the never-ending wars and killed countless Americans? How about millions of people abroad? No, 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 that's not a problem. Guys, this isn't a prosecution. It's a persecution, a persecution of the first American president in recent time to actually care about ordinary Americans, one to actually go to bat for them, and one that has the results to prove it. They'd have you believe that Joe Biden's doing a good job, but anyone who's not an idiot can see that's all a lie. But they love Joe Biden because he's dumb enough to sign whatever radical, insane, Democrat legislation that they wanted to put through under Obama, but he was smart enough to realize he wasn't going to destroy his legacy for the American people who would figure it out. Joe Biden, on the other hand, not so bright. He'll sign whatever they put in front of him, so he's actually been more effective pushing their radical insanity. Since before my father was sworn in, Radical left Democrats have attacked him with Russia, 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 right? The Mueller hoax, Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, the illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid, and now this. It's like act 275 in the walls are closing in. You've all seen the narrative, you've seen the leftist pundits, They're all reading the DNC talking points, and they're doing it at the expense of everything we know and love about our country, or perhaps everything we believed we knew and we believed we loved about your country, but we found out has been totally bastardized. America is far more gone, folks, than we ever thought it was, and thank God the insanity of Trump derangement syndrome is pointing it out. The New York DA's office chose their target first and have been hunting for a crime ever since. For the past three years, the New York DA's office has scoured every aspect of my father's personal life and business affairs, going back decades in the hopes of finding some sort of legal basis, any legal basis, no matter how small, to be able to go after them, no matter how far-fetched to prosecute them. And they found nothing. (laughs) These actions constitute prosecutorial misconduct and are un-American. But again, that's not gonna stop them. They don't care, they're in New York. The vast majority of the radical insane people in New York agree with it. And a radical district attorney? Who cares if crime's going through the roof? Who cares if rapes and murders and carjackings are at all time highs? Who cares if all the good prior mayors who were actually tough on crime, who cares what they did? This guy can release the most vile, violent offenders. And he will be cheered by the radical left Democrats who've destroyed New York. So Alvin Bragg is leading a blatant and unconstitutional attempt to interfere with a federal election by attempting again to prosecute my father. President Donald J. Trump. Bragg is so radical and so partisan, he received $1 million for Soros in his DA run. Now, I had said this before on this show, and the lunatics at some of New York's biggest papers would say, that's a lie. Bragg has never even met Soros. Well, I didn't say that. Soros funded the super PAC that helped get these lunatics er elected the same lunatics who he's elected all over the country who have allowed crime to go rampant. What's the end game, you might ask? No one with a brain actually knows other than to destroy our country, and they're doing a wonderful job of it, starting in every Democrat-controlled city in this country. Folks, you don't have to believe me. Just go look up the statistics for yourself. See where it's going. See who these people have been supporting and what they believe. Bragg is even a donor to radical leftist Democrat Raphael Warnock himself. Bragg's been described in the media as woke. And he's faced intense criticism on his soft on crime agenda since the moment he took office. But why go after a made up crime like this? Well, of course, they can fundraise off of it. I'm sure there's a bonus in it from George Soros and the other radical lunatics funding the movements to take down our country. Overall, major crime in New York is up a whopping 22% for the year prior. Punctuated, of course, by a sharp increase in robbery, burglary, and gland larceny because who wouldn't do those things if you know they're not going to let you off? Every criminal out there has a license to steal because they know they'll be treated with kid gloves. Bragg has been routinely criticized for failing to prosecute many of these incidents, choosing to spend his time instead going after a former president and the leader of his political opposition's party. Congress should investigate because this is patently political and it's a patently ridiculous way for America to go on. We're gonna become the laughing stock of the world. Imagine this stuff was going on in a third world country. (laughs) The radical left who love war and the warmongers in the Republican party, of which there are plenty, would be looking for regime change in minutes. But it's happening here, in the United States of America, in 2023 in our backyards. To go after a former president, for the first time ever, since a terrible president, And it's not what our justice system is about, folks. Though, again, that doesn't matter because with the full help of big tech and mainstream media and everything else out there and pop culture, it's okay. We're defending democracy, even if we're willing to destroy democracy in our fake defense of it. This will set off in a reversible chain of legal events that will tear apart our justice system And if a Democrat DA can target a political foe, so can a Republican DA. Thus far, we've played a very different game, right? Maybe we gotta stop playing that different game because right now, conservatives, Republicans, they're playing t-ball, while the other side is playing fast-pitch hardball. Can't let it continue. Legal scholars from both sides agree almost universally that the payments of this nature are not a violation of federal campaign laws. Again, the feds decided to pass. When these payments were made, President Trump was a candidate for federal office. However, New York DA does not have jurisdiction to prosecute alleged federal campaign violations. The allegation in question are almost seven years old. The New York DA's office is relying on a loophole to get around the statute of limitations in their unprecedented attack. Because again, they probably feel that in New York with biased judges and biased lunic- ludicrous like lunatic leftist juries, that they can get away with it. To prosecute this case, the New York DA's would have to rely on the testimony of Michael Gowen, who pled guilty to bank fraud, lying to Congress, and who's made a career of bashing President Trump because he was disbarred for doing all of those things and spent quite a bit of time in prison. They're out there even selling T-shirts. <laughs> this day, DA was put into office with the help of George Soros, and liberals can deny that all they want. They claim it's anti-Semitic for some reason. It's not, folks. You're allowed to call out insanity when you see it. That's how they win everything, whether it's that, whether it's some of the trans insanity we'll talk about in a minute. That's how they do it. Everything's an is. You're an anti-Semite. You're a racist. You're a home of anything they can say. Not, it has nothing to do with the facts. They're just going to demonize you, vilify you. They'll do it on TV and on social, and they'll put the full force of government on you. They've tried to silence us. It's not anti-Semitic. This has nothing to do with George Soros' religion. Soros funds liberal prosecutor campaigns across the country, and he spent a million dollars to help Bragg get elected. He's done this with others, okay, who have destroyed their city, who've released murderers and rapists and others who go back and commit more crimes. Because who could imagine that a released murderer or a rapist would do it again? I'm shocked. I'm shocked, I tell you. And Glenn Kessler at the Washington Post was dealt a brutal fact check when he tried to claim otherwise to people like me and others who spoke about the facts about Soros' donation to the group Color of Change PAC, which then gave money to brag and endorsed him. Everyone knows this is a nonsense case. Politics is the only reason we're even playing here. Here's legendary Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, a former Democrat who's perhaps been, probably still a Democrat, but frankly, he maybe has seen a little bit of the light with the insanity coming from the party that he so long represented saying it's the thinnest case he's ever seen. Ever seen? (laughs) A a elder statesman, Harvard law professor, this is the thinnest case he's ever seen, and yet they'll use it against the former president of the United States, the leader of the political opposition party? Like, and they're going with the thinnest case ever? Watch for yourself.
1: This case, the most stretched case I've ever seen, This is coming from a liberal Democrat who plans to vote for Biden again if he runs against Trump. This is not about politics. I love the legal system. I've been doing this for 60 years. I've never quite seen a case like this. And for it to be the first prosecution (laughs) of a former president and the first prosecution of a man who's running for president against an incumbent Democrat being indicted by a Democrat, a popularly elected Democrat, on a case as thin as this. Turn, I tell you, it's Banana Republic time.
0: Guys, everyone agrees there's no there there. Even Alvin Bragg's predecessor, Cy Vance, seems unsure that there's a case here. Check it out.
1: Prosecution needs to be airtight. Otherwise, it's not worth continuing. Is there any doubt in your mind that this case is airtight? Well, I I, I do not know if this guy's case is airtight or not.
0: What do you mean he doesn't know? He was there for years. He was the predecessor, the New York DA. These are the same people looking at this stuff. So what's going on? Well, folks, it's obvious. My father, President Trump is the front runner for the Republican nomination, by far. He's ahead of Ron DeSanctimonious by more than 30 points and Democrats know a recession is coming and the economic record of the Trump administration means Joe Biden will lose bigly. Don't fool yourself for one second that Alvin Bragg is acting by himself. Look at this tweet from our guest, Mike Davis. In December, Soros backed Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg hired Matt Colangelo to revive the zombie case against Trump. The media portrayed Matt as a former senior, DOJ, a New York AG official, failed to mention... uh, Matt was a political appointee of both Obama and the Biden administration. Colangelo was brought into the Get Trump loop. He's a lifelong left-wing activist and a senior Democrat political appointee for nearly 15 years. He was number three at the Biden DOJ, who previously was also a top aide to Obama, a senior lawyer for disgraced New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman and a top aide for Tom Perez, who ran the DNC. That's the Democrat National Committee, just so we understand. This guy ain't unbiased. He's a political operative acting as such. That's the guy that Bragg brought in to lead the case. And here's the best part. He doesn't even have any experience as a line prosecutor. He's just a lifelong Democrat hack. And honestly, when you control the media and you control big tech and you control big social, that's all you need. He's the perfect guy for the role. And now there's also reports of a gag order against my father, which would be totally unprecedented. You can't talk about these things. You can't discuss it. We can do something unprecedented. We can bend the rules as agreed to by legal scholars on both sides. And just in case, we're not gonna even let you talk about it or defend yourself. It's just an example of using the political justice system to silence your political opponents. Mike Davis broke the news and the significance of Matt Conangelo's role in Bragg's office, and that interview is coming right up. But in also other troubling story about the two-tier justice system, pro-Trump Twitter influencer is convicted in a meme trial. Conservative social media influencers, Douglas Mackey, also known as Ricky Vaughn, he had a great Twitter feed Uh, Back in the early Trump days, calling out the nonsense, he was convicted of election interference in the 2016 presidential race after posting a satirical meme on Twitter. He posted satirical memes telling people they could vote for Hillary Clinton via text message. A liberal posted the same thing about Trump over text and wasn't even charged. Mackey was found guilty of depriving individuals from exercising their sacred right to vote with a meme. He faces a maximum of 10 years in prison. This is a disgrace. And the Biden DOJ will do whatever it takes to stop and silence conservatives. The insanity doesn't end, folks. It never ends. Bud Light partners with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. I thought it was an April Fools joke, folks. I literally thought they were punking me for April Fools. Who exactly does Bud Light think drinks their product? What's the purpose of this? Mulvaney, who does a poor job of pretending to be a girl, revealed on Saturday that the beer company sent packs of Bud Light featuring Mulvaney's face as a way to celebrate the bizarre 365 days of girlhood. Milestone apparently that she went through. Watch the clip and see for yourself. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. So, I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to
1: celebrate. This month I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money too. Love ya! Cheers.
0: Go team. Whatever team you love, I love too. Okay. Love ya. Okay, break a leg. Woo! Are you shitting me? Like, can we bring back like the real men of genius, like commercials or other stuff? Guess what folks, stop giving your money to these companies. They don't care who their customer is or what they do. Now, this is totally off brand. It's totally bizarre. As our friend of the show was on a couple weeks ago, Public Square CEO, Michael Seifer pointed out less than a week after three children and three Christian adults were killed by a lunatic trans person attacking them in cold blood in a hate crime. Bud Light made a trans person an ambassador for their brand? Guess what, folks? These lunatics have been emboldened because you're telling them every day that they're going through genocide. (laughs) You can't make it up anymore. But we can stop giving them our money, which is what we have to do. In case this episode wasn't depressing enough to watch, tomorrow is the Supreme Court election in Wisconsin. And this is what the Democrat candidate said about a man who raped his own 14-year-old cousin before giving him just a 15-month sentence. And I quote, I don't think you did anything other than engage in a crime of opportunity. This is what he said about someone who attacked their own family. These people, they've lost their minds. This is what the left represents. Please, if you live in Wisconsin, if you know anyone in Wisconsin, please don't let these lunatics take over your Supreme Court. I mean, think about how off you have to be to even think that. Think of how deranged these people are. And these are the people that want to make decisions for the entire state. Please do not let that happen. So get involved in Wisconsin immediately. It's tomorrow, I believe. Don't let these lunatics take over. So folks, before we get to Mike Davis, I just want to thank our sponsors because in all fairness, you hear what I say and it takes guts to support a show like this. So I wanna take the time to tell you about Goldco. Gold and silver can protect your retirement savings from the insanity that we see taking place every day. We're watching China make deals with Russia and Russia make deals with Saudi and the BRIC developing nations are taking over the world. And you wonder, what's going on at home. You can see all the warning signs, you see what's happening in the banking sector, and I wanna make sure you're prepared. So owning tangible physical inflation hedging gold and silver can help diversify your portfolio. So from precious metals, IRAs, to direct purchases of gold and silver, Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans diversify and protect their retirement savings. So support companies who support you instead of supporting woke companies that hate your guts. To find out more and to learn for yourself, go to donjrgold.com. That's donjrgold.com and learn more. It's that simple. Like I said, you can diversify your portfolio elsewhere, but do it with people who share your values, who will push and promote and sponsor programming like this. So go to donjrgold.com and support them. Check it out, guys. I feel like we're hitting a wall going 1,000 miles an hour, and the idiots that are at the wheel have no idea what's going on. Probably makes sense to diversify your portfolio with tangible gold and silver. D-O-N-J-R And I also want to take the time to make sure I tell you about Field of Greens. From energy to sleep, they've got your whole body covered every hour of the day. Field of Greens is not a supplement, it's 100% whole foods. They're an American company based in Texas, and all of it is manufactured in the United States of America, unlike so much. So support those kind of companies. But the biggest difference with Field of Greens is the better health promise. Take Field of Greens and at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, return it for a full refund. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Don Jr., D O N J R, to get 15% off your first order and another 10% off recurring orders. That's promo code D O N J R, Don Jr. Easy enough. It's what we do for all of here. But let them know. These guys, uh, you know, they support our troops and first responders, uh, just great people. And like I said, with my crazy travel schedule and being all over the place, I take Field of Greens myself. And honestly, I notice the difference because I'm getting the stuff that I ain't getting at airport fast food. So thanks for supporting them. Fieldofgreens.com slash Don Jr. I think you'll love it. So folks, apologize for the lengthy opening segment, but every day, man, I feel like we're being punked. I literally feel like every day is the 4th of July. The major news, sorry, not (laughs) I wish it was the 4th of July, uh, is April Fool's Day. And like the news on April Fool's was worthy of being on April Fool's Day. But Mike Davis is a great uh, lawyer, clerk for Justice Gorsuch, uh, heavily involved in there, has one of the better Twitter feeds I've actually seen out there. Uh, He hits it hard uh, welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks for doing this. And I want to hear uh, one of the great things, and I apologize it took me a little longer uh, than I thought it was going to, but, you know, I sort of go off the cuff for some of this stuff, a little different than the mainstream news that just gets to read sort of the DNC talking points. And you actually, you know, you're, on your Twitter feed, you've been talking a lot about this. The connection between the Biden administration, like the literal administration that is... Uh, <laughs> (laughs) would be counter uh, to my father as the leader of the Republican side of things. There is a connection there that doesn't seem to be noticed by anyone else in the media that I have a feeling that if it was Trump, doing it to the political opposition of the radical left would be a really big deal. Can you talk about that at length and just how bizarre it all actually is? Because like, I didn't even know this and it's my dad. I didn't even know this before, you know, literally seeing it on your feeds. I followed you for a while. It's hot. You go you go after it, which we need to be doing a lot more of, but how does someone like me not even know this and the rest of the media is totally silent?
1: So yeah, thank you for having me on, Don. And what is going on here is there is a clear political campaign lawfare to go after Donald Trump because they fear they can't beat him in the polls, so they simply are going to indict him. And this is very clear uh, what's going on with uh, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. He's the Soros-funded left-wing radical DA uh, in Manhattan. This is what they're investigating in this Manhattan case, that supposedly, uh, this is the theory in the light, uh, in the light, in the best light for for the prosecution. Supposedly, uh, Donald, President Trump uh, settled a nuisance claim back in 2016, and uh, which is routine for business people to settle nuisance claims. It happens all the time. If we throw people in jail for that, every businessman in America is going to be in jail. But he settled a nuisance claim in 2016. Uh, apparently, the prosecution is, according to the media leaks, because we haven't seen the indictment, the prosecution is alleging that there is a bookkeeping problem with this $130,000 nuisance Uh, payments to Stormy Daniels uh, and uh, through Michael Cohen, the disbarred felon, former attorney to President Trump. And so they're going to take a what is at best a misdemeanor, which I don't even think it's a misdemeanor, but at best it is a misdemeanor in New York for a bookkeeping mistake. And they're going to they're going to try to bootstrap on federal election law and transform this into a felony with with what is supposed to be a five-year statute of limitations in New York, but they're going to extend this out seven years, apparently. This is a bogus trumped-up charge. And let me tell you where this is coming from. The prior Manhattan DA declined to prosecute this bogus legal theory. And it was actually Alvin Bragg, when he worked as one of the top criminal prosecutors in the New York Attorney General's office, who pushed the prior Manhattan DA to, uh, to decline this charge. The prior the Manhattan US attorney's office declined to prosecute this charge the federal election commission declined to prosecute this uh, this charge this legal theory bogus legal theory political legal theory uh, alvin bragg declined to prosecute this legal theory when he became the manhattan da then he started having prosecutors these left wing prosecutors unethically resign and go to the media and essentially call for for mob rule to ha- to go after trump and so what did alvin bragg do he's tried to protect his left flank up in New York. So what does he do? He hires that the, uh, the, the, who was the acting number three official in the Biden justice department. And the guy's name is Matthew Colangelo. Matthew Colangelo was the acting number three in the Biden justice department, a very senior official. And then he, uh, so he was the acting number three uh, the Associate Attorney General of the United States oversees the Civil Division, Tax Division, Civil Rights Division, Antitrust Division, Office of Legal programs, huge portfolio. He was the acting number three, and then Biden nominated Vanita Gupta, another Venita uh, Gupta, another left wing radical to be the number three. So then uh, Matthew became the number two to the number three during this whole time, right? And he is a left wing political hack. Uh, Bragg brings him into the to the Manhattan D.A.'s office in December. They revived this. What what the what the press is, the the press is reporting that the prosecutors in the Manhattan D.A.'s office were calling this a zombie case. It was so bad. And so uh, Bragg and uh, Colangelo revived this case uh, with their bogus legal theory to get Trump. Right. And it is it's a witch hunt. It is part of lawfare. By the Democrats to get President Trump, and they're doing it on three fronts. They're doing it with the Manhattan DA case with Bragg, with this this bogus legal theory that settling nuisance claims is somehow a campaign finance felony. That uh, again, the Federal Election Commission rejected, the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office rejected, the Manhattan DA rejected, and Bragg rejected. So, so yeah, that's the, that, I mean,
0: that feels like a big deal. Like all of those people, uh, they hate Trump. All half of those people spent years trying to get Trump. Uh, and yet when presented with the basic facts, even they pass. So someone that theoretically has no jurisdiction over this, passed the statute of limitations is still like trying to pursue this. and if my understanding uh, is correctly, like e- even for it to be a campaign file finance violation it would have to be, Solely, okay, meaning you wouldn't pay a nuisance payment if, if there was no other benefit other than for campaign finance. But like if you had someone that would be upset with it, if you didn't want to deal with it at home, like all of those things would be other things that could be problematic to this and would sort of nullify the whole notion of it being a campaign finance violation. And yet that doesn't stop
1: them. I mean, it, this, this is how bad this is. Even The Washington Post and The New York Times, not, not exactly MAGA, uh, yeah. they've, they've even laughed at this legal theory. I mean, it is so bad that that the left-wing rag newspapers are not defending this. And so so this Soros backs Manhattan DA. Alvin Bragg hires uh, th- this political hack, uh, Matthew Colangelo, to come work for him. Let me tell you about Matthew Colangelo, Colangelo's background, right? So, they, so Brad has a made-up position, him in the Manhattan DA's office. It's essentially the senior counsel to get Trump is is essentially what this is. He, he's supposedly doing like labor stuff. And so it's Trump derangement and then protect, then, you know, carrying water for labor unions is, Unions is what he's doing in the Manhattan DA's office. But let me tell you his background. He started working. He's a lawyer, but been, he's been a bit of political activist for about 15 years. He started as a NAACP litigator for seven years. So he, he worked for, for the NAACP and then he joined uh, the the Biden uh, excuse me the Obama administration in the Eric Holder Department of Justice he went to work for Tom Perez in the Civil Rights Division. Tom Perez is a left wing political hack who went went on to be the Labor Secretary and then the chair of the DNC. You had that in your opening. So so you have this Colangelo working at the Civil Rights Division and then he when uh, Tom Perez uh, went to be the Labor Secretary he became the chief of staff. To Tom Perez at the uh, at the Department of Labor, these are all political positions, all political appointments. Of course. And Very. then, when Tom Perez went to be the DNC chair, uh, Colangelo went to be a top economic advisor in the, uh, the the Obama the Obama White House, right? And then, when Trump won, uh, d- uh, d- this guy, this uh, Colangelo went to work for the New York Attorney General's office, and they created this bogus position for him called, let me get this right because I'm not woke enough for this, Executive Deputy Attorney General. That was his position. Uh, uh, the, again, Executive Deputy Attorney General for Social Justice. I think our feed cut out there a little bit. So he worked with, so Colangelo worked with Alvin Bragg and the, uh, the uh, New York Attorney General's office. And essentially what Colangelo did was brought Dozens of lawsuits against against the Trump administration and led investigations into the Trump Foundation and Trump's finances. It's just like the Trump, the, the, the it was like a, the deputy attorney general for Trump derangement is what he did, and then uh, he is currently uh, appointed. Uh, he followed Bragg to the. He's now in the Manhattan D.A.'s office. He's bringing the first indictment ever of a former president. Uh, and again, these were these charges were previously declined. This guy's never. This guy is not a real lawyer. He is a partisan hack. He has been a political appointee his entire life. He he has never been a prosecutor. He's never been a defense attorney. But Bragg's going to bring him in to run the first indictment ever of a former president to get Donald Trump.
0: Well, I mean, it, I mean, you know, again, if I'm them and I have sort of the mainstream media on our side and you know, big tech and big social on their side and, you know, trillion dollar institutions functioning as their marketing department, I mean, do you even need a lawyer because? isn't it really just the PR stunt? I mean, they're gonna fundraise off of this as you know. You saw Letitia James doing and you'd see Alvin Bragg doing. And you know, does it even matter? Meaning I look at Trump and I've always said when they were going after me personally, like people, well, why are you doing this? Like, well, cause I got to win two battles. I got to win the legal battle and the PR battle, right? I got to win both. They only have to win one of those really. Uh, and, you know, so you don't actually need a real lawyer. You need someone who can be sensationalist. You, you need someone who understands how to manipulate that system within the media, to leak to the media, to give all sorts of nonsense to, uh, you know, I, I'd be curious, uh, you know, if there's ways to get into the grand jury or even depose some of those people. I know there's some, there's some interesting aspects of law that may allow you to do that. But, you know, do you actually even need a lawyer when you have that many people sort of working on your side? And. You know wanting the desired outcome that you want uh, on
1: your team yeah I mean look let me let me just explain how CNN explain uh, how CNN reported <laughs> Colangelo's appointment. Oh boy, my brack quote. I just told you that he's a political hack and explained every political position he's had over the last 15 years and, and then worked at the NAACP before that. Here's CNN, quote, a senior official in the U.S. Justice Department, and before that served as an attorney on the Trump Foundation investigation with the New York Attorney General's office. I mean, they make him sound like he's just a rank-and-file prosecutor boy scout who's just coming in to do his job. He is a political hack who is being—they uh, they, they clearly collude it. Between the Biden Justice Department, when Colangelo was in the number three's office with Alvin Bragg's office, it didn't. It, it didn't just. It didn't just happen that Bragg decided. You know, I, I think I'm going to hire Colangelo back in December and bring him in to help me run this unprecedented uh, political witch hunt against a, a former president. There, there is clear collusion here, and that's where Jim Jordan can actually uh, uh, do some good work here, is because. Uh, Jim Jordan's been great on this. He's saying that he's going to investigate Bragg's office, and he, there's actually five different ways he can do this. Number one is uh, when when Congress has a responsibility under Section Five of the Fourteenth Amendment to make sure that states are providing equal protection and due pro- process to Americans. And Bragg is clearly not doing that. So uh, Jim Jordan has a hook there. They also take federal funds in uh, in the New York uh, in the Manhattan. DA's office, the New York County District Attorney's office, and so we have to look at why are we spending these finite resources in the Manhattan DA's office to weaponize and politicize this office, to get Trump, to take out a political enemy, while you have like 90-year-old Asian women on the subway getting mugged and Mm -hmm. robbed and, uh, you know, murdered and raped, and it's just insane that they're making this, Bragg is making this the resources of of the Manhattan DA's office. There's also the issue where he's he is uh, contorting federal election law. We have, you know, we have Brad Smith, a former election commissioner, a, a Republican commissioner appointed by President Clinton, who, who came out who came with a piece in the Wall Street Journal and said this is just a completely bogus reading of federal election law to tr- charge him here. So that's Congress can look at that. And there's also what we talked about with Colangelo. There's this unethical collusion, illegal collusion between Bragg and the Biden Justice Department through this Matthew, Matthew Colangelo, who's. Who's the Trojan horse here? And then there's also the issue of a malicious prosecution of a presidential candidate to interfere with the presidential election. So Jim Jordan is absolutely within the right to do oversight here. He should haul in Colangelo, bring him in for a staff deposition, figure out what he knows, subpoena his records, and then have a public hearing on this.
0: Well, Jim's a friend and he's been on the show. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to go back and take notes of all of that and <laughs> try to send it to him because, you know, I, I hope they do that. I hope they're watching. I hope they actually follow through Not on, on all of these things. Because, frankly, you know, Mike, that's what the other side would do. If there was any way, shape, or form they could look at something, they'd be all over it. And I think, unfortunately, our side, we've tried to, you know, be good. We've tried to be just. We've tried to not get you know, in, in the weeds on some of the insanity, but, I, you know, I think if we don't, we got a serious problem. Like, if they can do this to the leader of their political opposition, who can't they do it to? Like, who, who's off limits? Like, they'll go after a guy that has billions of dollars that can defend himself, has a huge following and a way to get that out there, who has a big soapbox to push back, and that doesn't deter them. What about, like, Joe Smith? Jane Smith, who just believes in basic American decency, the things that wouldn't have been controversial up until a few years ago. When they weaponize against those people who have no ability to fight back, What do you do? I mean, I I think we got to make sure we're actually going at it this way because it's it's not the way we've historically fought. I think Trump was one of the few guys that actually did that, which is also why they're doing it so aggressively, why they're going after him so hard. Uh, So I sure hope we're doing that. And again, you know, Republican Party, you know, in Congress has not been known for fighting back. But hopefully they too, like the rest of America, has been awakened to the insanity of the radical left and the length and extent that they're willing to go to subvert democracy and to put down their political opposition.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, Republican politicians are weak and stupid. They always have been. They're so scared of being called racist and sexist and homophobe with George Soros. I mean, we have it is very clear that George Soros gave Alvin Bragg over a million dollars through two groups. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it here on my screen. New York Justice and Public Safety Pack, and also Color of Change, 1.1 million dollars. If you point this, George Soros has at these prosecutors all over the country. If you point this out, they say you're anti-Semitic, right? The Republicans in the past would be weak and stupid and say, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be called racist or sexist or homophobic or transphobic or anti-Semitic. I, I better just keep my mouth shut. That's that's what yeah. Trump did so well, is he showed Republicans, you know what? We need to be able to punch back. Right? They are going to they are going yeah. to destroy us. They, these are again, I've I've said this a lot. This is not our parents or Demo- our par- parents or grandparents, Democrat Party. These are not liberals who love America. These are Marxists. These are leftists. Yeah, they yeah. hate America. They do they do not believe. They mean, are they are evil people. at this point. They're, they're they're
0: they, you can't you can't look at it any other way. I mean, you have the press secretary literally days after you know a group of Christian children murdered in clo- cold blood by a trans sociopath. It well, we really it's the trans people that really need to be in- afraid. Like really, like they need to be afraid. You mean the people that we've been jacking up full of drugs that were literally diagnosed as clinically insane a couple of years ago? They seem to have more power than any. Group in society, let alone any minority group, given what the you know the extent of that they make up of the populace, they're the ones that are afraid because we've been telling them they're going through a literal genocide, Mike. Literal, we, we can't name like I, we don't see the genocide when no one's aware of it, like, but but they're led to believe that they're under some sort of insane attack, and so they don't want to just be accepted. They want to jam every bit of their ever-changing and always-devolving insanity down our throats. And if we don't go along with it, if we don't just bow and bend the knee and totally succumb to their every whim, you're, you're transphobic. Like, I don't care. I just don't want you jacking up three-year-olds and cutting their parents out of the decision-making process. If you do, let that kid, when they become an adult, let them go after the doctors and the teachers and the people that push that garbage on them. But they won't have that, because they know the recidivism rate is like 93%. So we can't allow that. It's, it's insane at this point. Um, I, I want to ask you about it, because this feels like, you know, obviously, as an order of law... I keep reading about they want to put a gag order on this case. So both sides, like, I, like you mentioned, the New York Times, the uh, Washington Post, the, the Amazon Bezos, Washington Post, so not exactly a bastion and beacon of conservative thought. Even they're calling this like far-fetched and insane, but I've read that they want to put a gag order on my father so they can accuse him of these things as he's a candidate as he's talking about the weaponization of our government against its citizens, and he's supposed to, like, not talk about it or risk jail time. I mean, how, how much further is our country gone than we ever even imagined that they could even, like, like I feel like I'm being punked every day, and it's, it's not a joke.
1: Yeah, we've crossed the Rubicon. This indictment pushed us over the Rubicon. We are a third world Marxist hellhole banana republic. And this case is gonna show this. We have look, we haven't had a Republican governor in New York since what Pataki twenty years ago. So <laughs> Republican <yeah. laughs> Republican-ish. ish. Republican yeah, mean, ish. Like I mean it's I mean it's better than the communists that we have now, but I mean, here's the problem. All these judges in New York are They're 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 left wing judges. You're not going to get a fair trial with any of these judges in New York. You're not going to get a fair trial with a jury pool. Ninety five percent of them hate Trump. I mean, there's there's no chance you're going to get a fair trial here. And look what this judge is contemplating doing. We have gag orders to protect a defendant's Sixth Amendment right to a fair trial. It's to protect the defendant's right to a fair trial, not the not the prosecutor's. (laughs) <laughs> right. To their but, this is insane. And defendants still have First Amendment rights. So this is this would be a clear First Amendment violation to gag defendant Donald Trump. So we can't speak about the charges against him when Bragg's office is selectively leaking all this stuff from the, from the grand jury illegally. I mean, it's, yeah, so yeah. you're supposed to gag him. He can't talk about this. Can his campaign talk about this? Can, can you talk about this as his son and someone who works for the Trump organization? This is, this is insane. This is pure, uh, a blatant First Amendment violation. And it's, it's un-American. You cannot gag a presidential candidate and say that he can't talk about a political case against him. But you know what? It's going to happen. It's New York. These judges are wackos. Yeah.
0: Well, so I, I guess that's the point, right? I mean, they're playing uh, and preaching to the choir. Right, how, how do, how can President Trump get a fair trial in New York that, I mean, you know, a jury of your peers, what, in New York? Like, now, 10 years ago, 100%. I remember, we could go anywhere we wanted, we were welcome, half the people that turned on us, it's like, that's weird, dude, we had dinner last month. <laughs> now we're the enemy, it's, a, it's amazing how that works. But how can you get it? You see the voting statistics, you see it in New York, you see it from these, the bias of the judges. Like, how, how can someone expect to get a fair trial? And why should he have to go through sort of the layers of insanity and bias to be able to get to a point where maybe on appeal you can do something? It it just feels like the system is so broken that I I, I don't know what you do. I mean, it it feels helpless. And I I imagine that's what it's designed to do by the lunatics who've, who've taken over those systems.
1: And and that's the point. They're trying to destroy our country, and they're like, it, it, it's almost a joke to them. They they are just blatantly rubbing this in our faces that this you know this Manhattan DA Soros funded Manhattan DA brought these charges that even he knew were BS charges, right? They're rubbing it in our faces. And you make a good point, Don, about look, th- this Trump is the person who is standing in the way. If they can if they can take out Trump, a billionaire. Uh, who can, who, who has, you know, 100 million people who can, he can get to 100 million people instantly. They can take him out of a former president, a future president. Just imagine what they could do the, to the rest of us. We're already seeing this with the Biden Justice Department. They are selectively prosecuting. They have politicized and weaponized the Biden Justice Department under this. Uh, Colangelo. I mean, you're yeah. you're 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 prosecuting Christians praying outside of abortion clinics, but you're giving amnesty to abortion activists, firebombing Catholic churches and crisis pregnancy centers, and threatening Supreme Court justices and their families outside of their homes. All illegal under federal law. All under Vanita Gupta and uh, Colangelo's portfolio. They didn't do a damn thing about it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the scary part. I mean, it's happening. It's so flagrant. Uh, it's so. It's so ridiculous. And yet I, get, I guess part of the message is like, hey, we are going to do it to Trump. Like, you know, their biggest threat, and I see this even from the re- establishment on the right, you know, they, you know, some, some of the biggest you know, donors on the conservative, you know, they're really conservative, unless it's going to cost them half a cent more to make their widget, in which case it's like conservative light, like watching the establishment conservatives even go after uh, you know, this and pretend it's real. Because you know, the power grab in DC is very real. You know, the money grab, whether whatever's made on campaigns, whatever, you know, there, there's such a behind the curtain thing that I wish that, you know, Americans could fully comprehend and understand that's really scary here. And a big part of this is also making sure that no one from outside of that establishment, and that's when I'm talking about the establishment there, I'm actually talking about the uni party. No one from out there would ever get back into this game. Why would you do it? You have a great life as a billionaire, why would you get in there knowing this is what they're going to do to you? And it feels like that is such, you know, maybe it's not the, the sole purpose of this, but it seems to be a really awesome side benefit for the people in the establishment who have not done much good stuff for America over the last decades, frankly, probably wouldn't be successful in anything outside of that bureaucracy. Uh, the decisions have been bad. The policy's been bad. The, the leaders are generally stupid. And yet they're doing, they're dissuading anyone who came from outside, who has that experience, who has that knowledge, who doesn't care what they think of them from ever doing anything like Trump ever did again.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, this is part of a lawfare campaign against Trump in three different fronts. They're going after him with Bragg in Manhattan on this bogus charges. They're going after him with Garland, special counsel Jack Smith with the bogus Uh, A potential prosecution of a former president having presidential records in an office of the former president, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. And then you have another Democrat down in Fulton County, Georgia, this Fannie Willis, another bogus prosecution where and also Jack Smith is looking at a piece of this where a president objects to a presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887 and the First Amendment, if that were illegal, Democrats would be in jail for objecting to Republican wins in 1969, 2001, 2005, and 2017. This is all Democrat-driven political lawfare to take out Trump because they they fear they can't beat him in the polls, so they're just going to indict him.
0: Yeah, no, it's amazing. Like election deniers, like uh, you know, Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries. You know, it, all of a sudden, when it's a Democrat denying these things. Um, it's never a problem, right? The, the leaders of the January 6th, you know, they all, all, half of them denied the election. It, it, well, it was Trump, so it's okay to deny those elections. It's so different. Just like it's not an insurrection when a group of trans activists take over, you know, the you know, the Capitol building in Tennessee, or when BLM activists take over uh, government buildings in Portland or Seattle, that's different. That's social justice. So it's okay. And we can put the rule of law aside. It doesn't apply to them because we no longer live in an equal system of justice.
1: Yeah. I mean, we see this when the Democrats do it, it's mostly peaceful, but fiery. But if Hornman walks in and takes selfies on the Senate floor. We're going to throw him in, that, in prison for three years. Like, give me yeah. a break.
0: Yeah, and then we're going to do whatever we can to hide the exculpatory evidence so that the narrative remains the gospel as opposed to the bullshit that it actually was. And, we're, you know, we're finding that out this week thanks to Kevin McCarthy releasing that video. But, like, two years, they held it. I mean, will there ever be accountability for those people who, again— did not get exculpatory evidence for years because it was withheld by the Democrat Party who was in power and who held the control of all of that information. I mean, again, talk about a violation of people's rights and of basic due process and norms of the American legal system and our justice system. And yet, you know, insurrection, like the first unarmed insurrection in the history of the world. Yet we're to believe it. And it's the gospel. And you know, big tech and social will censor you for calling it, anything else? I, I mean, where does
1: this end? I, th- what, How I think this will end, and the only way we're going to stop this is by giving Democrats a healthy dose of their own medicine. We need state attorneys, Republican state attorneys general. We need Republican DAs. We need Republican prosecutors starting to indict Democrats for their bad acts, right? And, and until we start doing that, until we give them a healthy dose of, of the real medicine. This is going to be a one-way ratchet. And when Trump wins back the White House, uh, he can make me his acting attorney general for three weeks. Because you know what, Don, I will be the most ruthless acting attorney general until they chase me out of town. I will indict the Bidens. I will indict Hillary. I will indict Soros, Antifa, BLM. It will be a three-week reign of terror before they chase my ass out of town.
0: I was literally going to ask you about that because you tweeted about just that. So, you know, Talk, get into, what What would we do if it was you, if it was anyone else? I mean, I know they tried to cancel for you, but, like, they're literally doing it. Like, everything you're saying, why wouldn't we be playing the same game? And why would they object? Because, like, uh, we're just playing by their rules at this point. Like, you know, they they laid out the rules. Like, why do I have a following? Because I'm willing to say the shit that everyone's seeing and thinking But, you know, there are other people in, you know, polite Republican society. Well, we can't do that. We're supposed to have our rights trampled. We're supposed to watch the Republic get, you know, crumble under moronic leadership. Uh, The Constitution can wither away into nothing. And we're supposed to be accepting of that because it's the Democrats. And if you don't, they'll call you a bad name. What would you do if you were AG? Because uh, from everything I've seen from your feed and from everything I know about you, you'd have my vote 100%.
1: So I, I I say that jokingly. I'm too crazy to be the attorney general. I wouldn't I wouldn't get confirms. I would. My former boss Chuck Grassley would give me one charity vote, and it it would destroy his 60-year political career. But if you put in an AG to do this job, what they need to do is there is clear evidence that the Bidens are on CCP Chinese and Ukrainian oligarchs payrolls illegally, corruptly. Maybe that's why Alvin Bragg is bringing these bogus charges against Trump because the House Oversight Committee Chairman, James Comer, has the bank Yeah, yeah it so does th- feel
0: th- like there's a distractionary element to everything that's going on, right? No, uh, yet you have a trans activist, all of a sudden, you know, all the momentum they have with all of the crap they've been jamming down our throats, enough people are finally saying like, enough is enough, and they like, still good it still continues, but it feels like there's so many levels, right? Banks are failing, banks are failing before our very eyes, like we saw in 2008 and the insanity that ensued. You know, The economy is on the brink. The Biden administration says, themselves, that we're the closest we've been to nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s. Like, you know, like, but look at this shiny object over here. We're going to indict Trump. I mean, it does feel like there's a diversionary tactic to so much of this stuff because, like, This is, like, it is, you know, we live in a clickbait world. No one wants to get past the details of the headline and everything like that. I mean, shit, I'm guilty of that myself at times. But, man, like, it does feel like it's a distraction from so much of what's real and going on in the world. And yet there's no consequence to that because, you know, the the Democrat machine loves seeing it.
1: That's exactly, I mean, we we see this. We know the Bidens are on Chinese and Ukrainian payrolls. We know that Joe Biden uh, illegally had... Uh, stolen classified records from the uh, Obama White House in several different locations. Miranda Devine from the New York Post showed a 23-point email that Hunter Biden clearly used classified information to secure Ukrainian, uh, an illegal Ukraine deal, but yet they're going to go after Trump. They're going to go after Trump because he settled a nuisance claim with Stormy Daniels back in 2016, allegedly. I mean, this is insanity, and Republicans need to get smarter. We need to fight back. Again, I I say this very seriously. Republican state attorneys general, Republican DAs, Republican prosecutors need to start doing their jobs.
0: Listen, Mike, I I understand that I am not the upstanding citizen that Hunter Biden is, but but I have a feeling that if I did any one of the countless degenerate things, whether it be the personal stuff, just, you know, or the financial stuff, that it would be a real problem. And yet, he's had the entire weight of the American intelligence community telling us that that was a lie. You know, beyond big tech and beyond mainstream media, like, literally, our intelligence agency went to protect the degenerate 51-year-old man who, you know, by, by any reasonable standards was, A, a piece of shit, and B you know, leeching off his father's uh, you know, taxpayer-funded office. That would be a real problem if it was a Don Jr. thing. And yet it's like, no, don't worry about it. No problem. It doesn't even come up.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Trump family is what? You guys have done real estate for 90 years. Yeah, quite And a the while. Democrats wanted to go after the Trump family for the, the Trump hotel in D.C. that you got during the, the Obama GSA <laughs> awarded you the contract. <laughs> yeah. They want to go after the Trumps for that, for legitimate real estate. Deal that was wildly successful. Yet they want to they want to cover for the Bidens for for what? What do the Bidens do? What what have they done their whole lives? Oh yeah. wait, they sold influence to China to China and Ukraine.
0: And by the way, they're getting an incredible return on their investment. I you know and what's amazing in my 50 hours of testimony, I remember like people like Jackie Spire, like she was asking me about real estate deals from like the early 80s. Now she's literally one of the dumbest human beings I've ever sat across from. Like like objectively speaking, it was like. Hard to believe that this could be a person in Congress and have this little understanding about like what went on in business. But they were asking, I was like, I don't know, I was four at the time. Like, what, like, seriously? Like, you're going back to there? And yet, nothing about stuff as recent as when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. And then, you know, the Chinese, they're known for making a lot of decisions, like giving a billion dollar investment to a crackhead. I'm, you know, they don't do their diligence, they're stupid. Like, uh, it, it's amazing. It's got to be one of the greatest return on investments uh, in the history of investing. And no one cares here. Uh, no one gives a shit. It's amazing to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's clearly his his brilliance is why China paid yes. Hunter Biden a billion dollars, invested $100 billion in Hunter Biden. It's, it's his brilliance and his charm and his, you know, just just a brilliant investment. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're corruptly trying to buy a, a vice president, potentially a future president. It was because of Hunter who's just so brilliant. Yeah. Okay,
0: so you laid out, and you sort of touched on it earlier, but you laid out the three specific fronts that the Democrat prosecutors are using to go after my father. Describe each one of them in detail and, and how you combat it, if, if you even need to. But again, understanding that you may not need to if you were actually dealing with in a system of justice that believed in actual justice or actually believed in the Constitution. I don't think they actually care. You know, break down each one of these so, like, our viewers can understand it, because obviously you're coming at it from a very high-level perspective, you know, as a legal mind.
1: Yeah, this is lawfare against Trump because uh, the the Democrats actually... The Uniparty hates Trump in Washington, D.C., and they're trying to take him out because they can't control him. You know, he has a better house. He has a better airplane. He has a better helicopter. He has better cars. He doesn't need to. He does not need Mm -hmm. to be the president. It's actually a giant pain in his ass to go be the president of the United States. But he does it because he's, you know, he's doing it for everyday Americans. And the Uniparty in D.C. can't control him. So they hate him. And they're trying to take him out on three fronts. Number one is the Manhattan the George Soros funded Manhattan DA, DA Alvin Bragg is bringing bogus charges that President Trump's uh, pay, 2016 payment of a nuisance claim uh, somehow is a federal campaign finance violation that was previously rejected by the Manhattan DA's office at Alvin Bragg's urging when he was in the New York Attorney General's office, the Manhattan US Attorney's office and the Federal Election Commission and and Bragg himself before he got left-wing pressure, brought in uh, this this Matthew Colangelo from the Biden Justice Department in December and brought these BS trumped up uh, charges against him that we're going to see the indictment uh, uh, at the arraignment tomorrow, right? So that's number one. That's the weakest of the three cases. That is just like laughably stupid on its face. And if you had a fair judge in New York, which you don't, but if you had a fair judge- in Not New even York, a little bit. Trump could file a motion to dismiss the indictment, and it would sh- it should go out within the first three minutes of the arraignment tomorrow. But that's not going to happen because we have Democrat activist judges in New York. So that's number one. Number two is the uh, the, the Fannie Willis, the Fulton County, Georgia, Democrat DA is going after Trump. She's uh, uh, also Garland special counsel. Jack Smith is also looking at this. The President Trump Objected to the presidential election, and he twisted arms and tried to lobby other people to object to the presidential election. That he was mean, right? He mm-hmm. he was mean with Georgia officials when they wouldn't object, and so somehow that's they think that that is a felony. It is specifically allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887 and the First Amendment. It is not illegal to object to presidential elections. It's only illegal to object to presidential elections in third world Marxist hellhole banana republic, banana republics, which is what the Democrats are trying to turn this country into. So uh, again, if it's illegal, Democrats would be in prison for 1969, 2001, 2005, 2017. That is a BS uh, political uh, prosecution against Trump that they're looking at down there. The third one is Garland Special Counsel is looking at Trump. For the non crime, someone keeps calling me, sorry. For the non crime of a former president having presidential records in the office of former president. Offices of former president are funded by Congress. They get federally funded staff, staff with security clearances. They get federally funded office space. They get federally funded secure office space called sec- Secure Compartmented inf- Information Facilities or SCIFs. And they get Secret Service protection, right? So they. So President Trump allegedly had his presidential records in the Office of Former President Mar-a-Lago. Garland went to this biased magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhart, down in Palm Beach and got this unconstitutional home raid warrant, illegal home raid warrant against President Trump, unprecedented to go in and get these presidential records that President Trump was allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act, right? So they go in and get these records. I think they were going to get the Russian collusion records that Trump had a may have had a copy of that blows that blows open the, the Russian collusion hoax. But they go in and get these records, and then they're trying to get Trump for presidential records for uh, for espionage for having classified records, which he's allowed to do under the Presidential Records Act. And then they're trying to get him on like process crimes for obstruction and uh, you know some other nonsense. Yeah. Remember. Trump was allowed to have these records as a former president under the Presidential Records Act. They caught Biden as a former vice president illegally, clear espionage act violation, having four sets, five sets of President Obama's and other classified records in several different locations. There's evidence that Hunter Biden used these classified records in a 23-paragraph email that that uh, the uh, New York Post. Miranda Devine reported it. And what did the Biden Justice Department do? Was there a home raid? No, they covered this up for two two months. Garland covered this up for two months. Garland let Biden's attorneys do the first four searches and they represented to the Justice Department that they got all the records. And then it wasn't until the fifth, there was an FBI raid when there was political pressure. They sent in the FBI, found a fifth set after Biden's attorneys said that they got them all they found this fifth set. So what? What? where is Garland's special counsel on the Biden where there's a clear Espionage Act violation, there's clear obstruction of justice, everything that they're alleging that Trump did when he was allowed to have these under the president.
0: Okay, we lost Mike for a second, but we'll get him back. Sorry guys, hold on for one second. Um, All right, we lost you there for a second, Mike, but yeah, no, you're 100% right. Like, I, I look at that one, I was like, so, but why did the Biden administration, they got to work through their lawyers, and, you know, we get raided by the FBI's hostage rescue team. Like, Trump had the ability to declassify this stuff, and he said he did. Joe Biden didn't have that benefit. Trump kept it in a locked closet at his house guarded by the United States Secret Service, Joe Biden had these documents in his wide-open garage with access to everyone, and and at his China-funded think tank at the University of Pennsylvania. Like, what do you, like, how are these things even the same? And yet, if you read and look at the outrage cycle, it's like, one takes total precedence and totally, totally a problem. The other's like, oh, it's, it's, this is customary here. Again, unequal justice under the law.
1: Yeah, and remember, Garland has a special counsel looking at both of these. He had to do a special counsel because he got so much pressure. But remember, these are not independent counsels. They report yeah. to Merrick Garland, and it's Merrick Garland's decision whether to bring charges or not bring charges. So if Jack Smith brings charges against President Trump, it's because Merrick Garland told him to.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, thank God Merrick Garland's not on the Supreme Court, but uh, maybe he's going to do more damage, uh, you know, in, in his capacity right now, because that's that's clearly the case. So, what you know, you, you laid out those three. What would be your legal strategy here? I mean, it's sort of, you know, they're so... It's so unprecedented it's uh, such an overwhelming attack which to me you know one thing again, Trump is the threat to that system that system that I and so many Americans feel you know needs to be just broken down, absolutely gutted to the core to start over because it has become so partisan it has become so corrupted, so bureaucratic and so broken. Uh, what how would you handle these? What's the legal strategy because I mean I think I feel like theirs is just sort of a, a shotgun approach of just You know, throw a bunch of stuff on a wall, hope that something sticks, keep them busy, distract from the realities of what's going on in the corruption of the Biden administration and, you know, following the money there. How do you handle this?
1: Well, I would say that these are not legitimate investigations into President Trump. These are clearly political investigations by Democrat operatives to get Trump, they're looking at nine, non-crimes in all three instances. They are not looking. Even if they, even if Trump did everything that they allege Trump has done, it does not amount to a crime. There are, these are non-crimes in all three cases. So that's why I would strongly encourage House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, to really ratchet up the oversight in all three places with, with Jack Smith, with with Bragg, with Fannie Willis, they all take federal funding. They're all subject to to congressional oversight. And I would really ramp that up Uh, with, you know, with these kangaroo investigations with Bragg, you need to do a motion to dismiss and go on offense. You're going to lose in these New York courts, but he's going to prevail at the end of the day. And I think the important thing is, is that they can't deter him, that people need to rally behind President Trump. They need to they need to support his campaign they need to support him for president because when he becomes the president in january of 2025 he can clean house he can clean house at yeah. the justice department he can clean house at the in the intel community he can make sure that these these soros funded jurisdictions do not get a dime of his money from the justice department
0: yeah no i think that's so important i mean that's one of the things that's sort of interesting it's like i actually think trump can can do better as a second being a lame duck, because you can go in, you don't have to please anyone. They've gone after you at such a level. You just don't care. You're not trying to get reelected. You don't want to be loved by that system. That system has done nothing uh, but try to hurt you. So, you know, going in there and starting from scratch and, and taking it down to the bones is so important. I think, you know, you mentioned Comer and Jim Jordan again. So, you know, until recently, I've been just generally disappointed with how Republicans have done it, though. I feel like these guys are actually going after the beaten and potatoes. Hopefully, we don't get distracted by sort of, you know, 500 shiny objects. I think we got to pick a couple because the other side is going to do what they can to sort of run out the clock uh, and... And you know, go back to business as usual. I mean, I think that's their game. They hope they win the next election, whether it be controlling that you know houses of Congress, uh, wh- whether it's the presidency. I don't know how you do it, but again, you can do a lot with the uh, the full force of big tech and mainstream media on your side. We've seen that they took an incompetent uh, like Joe Biden. He didn't have to campaign. He doesn't have to do anything. They lie to you. They weaponize COVID. They do everything they've done. You know, we have to fight back accordingly. But it is getting more and more scary every day. I don't know if you heard all of my. Uh, you know, rather lengthy intro today, but you know, we saw a pro-Trump influencer. He went by the Twitter handle Ricky Vaughn. This week was convicted of voter intimidation for posting a like a satirical meme about you know Clinton supporters can go vote by text, yada yada. He faces 10 years in prison. Now Democrats have done this. I've seen it myself. It was all over the place. You know they don't get charged. They don't. You know they don't even talk about it. It's like it, oh, that. In that case, it's a joke. It's only not a joke if it's someone that's supporting. You know Trump or the conservative side. How disturbing is this to you? I mean, 10 years for a meme as, as someone who puts up a lot of memes. Uh, you know, I probably won't be deterred, but. This is insanity, and it is designed to intimidate a large swath of people. Perhaps people that don't have the platform or the soapbox again, like Trump, to be able to fight back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I have to confess, I have not read the details on this as closely as I should. I've been so busy handling the, the, these Trump, yep. uh, this Trump uh, political prosecutions. I will say, it wouldn't surprise, based upon what you described, it wouldn't surprise me that the uh, that the violent Biden Justice Department went after him with Vanita Gupta. And remember, this is the same shop where Matthew Matthew Colangelo was. These are partisan activists, right? The Civil Rights Division would have been handling this. These are partisan, hardcore Democrat, partisan activists. And it doesn't surprise, look what they did to January 6th people, right? Every grandma and goofball who trespassed and took selfies, Senate selfies, thrown into the gulag. Yet during the Kavanaugh confirmation hearing that I ran for then-chairman Chuck Grassley, we had senators threatened. We had our, our hearings interrupted yeah. constantly. We had death threats. Nothing happened to these people. But well, how about just-
0: like lying witnesses? I mean, you know, you're sitting there be like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, the guy was in like the circuit court of appeals. Like, it's not like he wasn't a public figure, but he's magically a gang rapist all of a sudden. And we're just supposed to believe, like, it was, you know, it was like Jesse Smollett level bullshit like just ridiculous from moment number one but you know the the accusers and Michael Avenatti as their attorney like no this is the gospel it must be right I'm like it never passed a smell test for one second you know someone goes through they can't remember anything but they know it was him we're not really sure of the year but we know it was him and you know what what is the average person supposed to think about a system that does this? A system that releases violent offenders daily, but imprisons the political opposition for two years, like they did with the January 6th defendants?
1: Yeah, I mean this this is part of their lawfare. They they don't again they don't care about equality. They care about equity. They don't they don't care about free speech. They want censorship. They don't care about due process. They want me too and politicized and weaponized prosecutions of their political enemies. With the Kavanaugh confirmation, there were six allegations against Kavanaugh that essentially he was a serial gang rapist and running a serial gang rape ring in his high school years when he testified he was a virgin well into his 20s. This was all nonsense. It was all crazy. Christine Blasey Ford's not telling the truth. Michael Avenatti and his sleazebag client, Julie Swetnick, were not telling the truth. This is part of lawfare. And that's exactly what they're doing again with trump this yeah. is lawfare, and they they try to go after him with all of these different allegations from all these different angles and they want him just to, to wave the white flag and walk away and thank god he's not going to do it
0: yes yeah, so, well so what was that like i mean you're sitting there you know you know on, on the kavanaugh defense of all of this and it's like i'm watching it i'm like man like and again i i was one of the first people to be like uh the jesse smollett story sounds like bullshit. i understand there's a real consequence to saying that and if it really happened then you know, you got to throw the book at the people that did it, but I'm like, none of it adds up. And I just was one of the first people to actually call bullshit. And they called me every name in the book. When Kavanaugh like had an impassioned response, they're like, see, see, he's aggressive and he's being violent. That must be like, I'm like, you're calling him a gang rapist. He's been a public figure on like an appeals court for and now it magically comes up the second you put a conservative that's pro-life on this. Now all of a sudden they magically remember all of this. And to prove his guilt, they use that he's fight-I'm like, so you're supposed to just roll over and accept this? And that's what they they seemingly want. They just want to break you. And I, I mean I guess that's the difference, right? I mean, Trump went to bat for Kavanaugh. He fought back and and pushed against this. Like, does anyone really think, like, you know, would Jeb have been there for Kavanaugh? No. The first time they, withdraw the nomination and the left gets what they want. They don't have to prove everything. And, you know, and yet there's still no consequence to the people who did that. You know, Michael Avenatti's in jail for unrelated things, but like, you know, that was okay. We can lie to the world. We can get on TV. We can lie before congressional hearings. Like, there's no accountability. It, it, that only goes one way like what do you do about that mike
1: yeah i mean that's the problem we have we have two systems of justice in america one for the left and one for the rest of us and we we can't that's not sustainable we cannot have th- th- this is how this is how republics fail this is how we devolve into a third world marxist hellhole banana republic that's exactly what what today's democrats want because they're not liberals who love america they're marxists who hate america so mm-hmm. this is working out according to their plan they have their George, Sor- George Soros funded prosecutors like Alvin Bragg, doing their lawfare. They're uh, Fannie Willis down in Georgia, Garland Special Counsel Jack Smith. These are all Democrat operatives. Uh, they're using lawfare to try to take out Trump. They tried to do the same same thing to Kavanaugh. I think the difference with Trump and prior Republicans is we're dealing with Teflon Don, right? He's been in the public eye for how long? Forty years? Do they really think that they're going to take him out with this? I mean. Like, this the walls guy's, are closing like, in, Mike. I've been hearing it for six years. It's like, you
0: know, but I guess, hey, if they're willing to bastardize the law, you know, and they've shown, you know, clearly that they're willing to do that, I guess, you know, maybe, you know, you, you throw enough, eventually maybe you get lucky. And I guess that's what they're hoping for, right? You have a biased judge, you have biased juries, you have this, and then, you know, then you go in appeals. But uh, you know, how does this all play out? I mean, the, the same people willing to release violent criminals who go back and, astonishingly, go back and do more violent stuff. Uh, and they're shocked to hear this. Uh, you know, the people who are actually, what's their end game? And and how do Americans fight back and how does it play out in 24 or for the 24 election?
1: I always say that if Trump would have beat up an old lady on the New York subway, Alvin Bragg would have been a, a lot uh, more lenient than paying off a nuisance claim from 2016. It's insane what the Democrats are doing. They're trying to destroy our country. They want us to hate each other. They're trying to divide and con- conquer our country so they can remake it in their Marcus, U- Marxist utopia. And I think what conservatives, right-thinking Democrats and independents need to do is, is they need to we, say, we're not going to tolerate this. They need to get out and vote. They need to get out and vote for the Wisconsin supreme court uh race that's that's tomorrow tomorrow
0: like i mean the the uh, the democrat in there like isn't going after the person that raped his nephew or cousin i mean like it's like well it, it was a target of opportunity like just i mean if it if the opportunity presents itself it's okay to go rape someone i mean this is his family and they're taking that approach i mean do you want these deviants you know making decisions for you i mean these are Truly sick, freaking people. Like I mean, I, I I couldn't even imagine saying that, and yet, you know, uh, hey, this is today's Democrat Party. You know, you, they're not groomers, folks. They're not groomers. But you know, you can rape my cousin. You know, you, you don't really deserve it. It was, it was a target of opportunity, and I drank a little too much or whatever it may be. Just go ahead and have at it. I mean, this is how sick they are, and you know, again. The average person has no idea, and the media won't cover that story because it goes against their support of the Democrat Party. And if you talk about it on social media, you'll be banned, and and Big Tech will make sure it's on page 476 if it makes it to any page whatsoever, uh, and you know, and pretend the person's a great. Pra- I mean, that's what we're up against. So I think we have to engage at a level that we have never taken before, and you know, go to go to unconventional. Uh, you know, means of news to find out about it. I mean, like, I'm talking about it, but I haven't seen this on mainstream news. Uh, And yet, it's obvious and rather extreme and would be considered a total disaster to any political campaign in the history of America, but for the last few years. And who knows, maybe the people of Wisconsin, they've probably done a good job suppressing this so that a regular voter and even a regular Democrat, and I believe there's real, good, hardworking Democrats out there that probably just again, aren't seeing it or don't have representation because you need the California and New York and Soros money to actually get elected. But I I don't believe that they think that these people would be there, but I just don't think they're even, they even
1: know. Yeah. I mean, I think what everyday Americans can do is they need to get out. They need to register to vote, get their like-minded friends, family members, neighbors, colleagues registered to vote, and they need to turn out and vote because we, we, we elections matter, and people who don't think elections matter, all you have to do is look at the Biden administration over the last, you know, two and a half years. This is crazy stuff. These are these are radicals. They're appointing radicals to key posts in the Biden administration, like we saw at the Department of Justice with Matthew Colangelo. They're work. They're working with these Soros-funded prosecutors and other leftists around the country. They're playing for keeps, right? right. And. And we need to we need to think about it that way. We need to fight back. I always say to Republicans, it's time to take off the gloves, put on the grass, the brass knuckles and break the Democrats glass jaws legally and politically, not physically. Don't yes. send the FBI. Yes.
0: Uh, be careful. You'll be cited as an insurrectionist. You'll spend the next few years in jail uh, because they can. Uh, so, uh, Mike, let, let Thank you so much for all of that today. I think it's really important for people to understand just what we're up against. Can Let people know how they can find you, because your Twitter handle is a little bit unusual. And seeing as you speak the way you do, when I look up Mike Davis, even, even though I follow you and have for a long time, it, it doesn't get exactly, you know, they don't exactly take me to your page willingly. So, uh, you know, where can our followers find you? Uh, where can they see the other things that you're doing? Because, again, I think... The one good thing about the insane reactions of the other side and of the radical left these days is that it is so extreme that it's waking up people who've otherwise been politically agnostic or indifferent or are just busy trying to put some food on the table and feed their families, try to live their American dream or, you know, what hasn't been shipped off to China. But I think people are getting into understanding just what we are up against. So how can they find you uh, and, and be able to follow?
1: Thank you, Don. So it's article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth. And my personal, when I'm not kicked off, is at MRDDMIA. MRD, which are my initials, and then DMIA, Des Moines, Iowa. MRDDMIA. I know I sound like I'm from the Bronx, but I'm actually a nice farm boy. from.
0: <laughs> well, I think, I think we need a little bit of the Bronx. We need, a, we, we need a little Bronx mixed with a little bit of the farm boy in there to, to fight back against these lunatics. Cause that's, uh, that's what we're up against. But Mike, thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate it. As this plays out, I definitely want to get your takes again. So we'll talk again, guys, go give Mike a follow. Uh, you know, we have to be in this together. We have to be unafraid. They, they want to divide us. They want to separate us out. Uh, We've seen and they've shown, you know, they can take out the most powerful man in the world if he's out there by himself. But they can't do that if the country rallies behind. 175 million Americans, half the population. And honestly, I think uh, there's probably a lot more independents that are seeing what's going on and they're saying they've had enough of this stuff. So we have to get together. We have to rally and fight against this nonsense. So, Mike, thank you for all of that. I really appreciate it. We'll have you back on soon. Guys. Uh, thank you for watching. This has been an awesome episode. Really glad we could get all of that out there. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, GoldCo and Field of Greens. Uh, again, uh, go to DonJuniorGold.com. Learn about how owning tangible, physical, inflation, hedging gold can maybe uh, save your retirement savings from the insanity that's going on. You saw Biden's first veto was to eliminate the ability to stop DEI from having to be a part of the decision-making process for your retirement savings. These people don't want what's best for you, your savings. They don't care about fiduciary responsibility. They wanna inject their woke garbage into everything. So hedging against that, hedging against the insanity we're seeing in the stock market and the bank collapses of last month, gold and silver, tangible assets like that could be a great thing, so go to donjrgold.com, check it out for yourself, and I also want to make sure to thank the people at Field of Greens uh, for keeping me, uh, let's call it, high energy. Uh, There's a big consequence in my family to being low energy, like maybe get ejected out the window of Trump Tower, uh, and they've got your whole body covered Field of Greens, it's not a supplement, it's whole food from an American company based in Texas with the products manufactured in the United States. And if you don't see the benefits, if your doctor says or doesn't say, you know, whatever you're doing, keep it up, you can return it for a full refund. So visit fieldofgreens.com, use the promo code Don Jr, that's D O N J R, get 15% off your first order and 10% off recurring orders. I use it myself, it's been great, I legitimately do feel that difference, especially when I'm always on the road eating crappy foods, to have those kind of whole foods injected into my diet makes a big difference, so that's promo code Don Jr. when you go to fieldofgreens.com, and for those of you who are going to tune in, I'm going over to Locals, I'll do my Ask Me Anything component over there, so uh, slide over there, I'll be there in a few seconds, I'll give you a couple seconds to transition. Uh, I'll take any questions you guys have, and I just want to thank everyone watching. It means the world to us, but do me a favor, take this, pass it along to your friends, send them the podcast, it'll take a couple seconds for Rumble to load it up, but send it to them so people actually see what's going on. For me, guys, it was easier to be a real estate developer from New York City. We used to be loved by the people that now hate and want to persecute us, but like, the future of our republic matters leaving my children, five of them. I know how that happens now. Uh, like, But I got five. I got to leave them a country they recognize. Uh, we won't do that if you listen to the mainstream media. We won't do that if you follow the talking points on big tech. We need to go to those unconventional sources so people can see exactly what's going on and what's happening in our country. So please pass this on to your friends. But for those of you who've been watching for those of you who just started watching, to those of you who've been regulars, thank you. It means the world to us that you've uh, just been so supportive. It's absolutely awesome. You're the best. I'll switch over to locals. I'll see you guys there, And I appreciate everything, guys. Have a good one. Good night.